0: And welcome back to Bar
1: Down. Print Down.
0: I'm your host. Live from HQ Brew, the new house for Yes Men Outfitters at Yes Men Outfitters. We got your boy, live from the Hive, Mikey CLT, and our favorite, the OG, in seat number three. From ETC, oh, pfft. you fucked that up! <laughs> Holy
1: oh, shit!
0: E O yeah, I forgot an O. <laughs> All right, I was rolling
2: too. That's that's a I minus was, for you there, Dev. I was that's, rolling. Dev's a my a, 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 a dash one first period.
0: We're keeping it EOTC.
2: Okay. okay. Prime,
0: as you can tell, mm. our favorite, our first ever interview on. Uh, on this fair podcast brian how you doing over there pal?
2: i'm good man i'm good i'm uh, i'm operating on not too much sleep right now but uh i it's and it's and it's cold in my house but other than that i feel really good it's got some some south down coffee uh Ooh. from from right across the way from where you are
0: yes actually. it is i was yeah. just about to say it's true yeah. um so i'm not a coffee guy everyone seems yeah. to, like craft coffee is the hot thing and now i feel like i'm gonna have to get into it
2: yeah, I mean, it's definitely if you're if you're into beer, like I feel like that's kind of the logical during the day thing to be a snob about, you know. It's
0: true. And if you could do me a favor and get a little bit closer to the to the mic when you take that big giant man gulp, so everybody can hear the gurgle. Are you guys
2: hearing? Are you guys hearing that?
0: That'll be perfect. No, continue. I love it. It turns me on so much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> top.
1: <laughs> i'm
3: actually the opposite of a coffee snob i hate like craft coffee and stuff like and starbucks i i'm like give me a dunkin
2: donuts cup of coffee give me a gas oh station dude you cup. are so fucking long island that is that is like that's where it's at dude that's the bread okay. and butter 7-eleven yep dunkin'. oh dude sevs give me right a before, cup of that right before you get to the construction site.
0: (laughs) 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 Let me get a pack of palm mitts and a log black,
2: please. (laughs) I would would take a big dump as soon as I get in. (laughs) Dunkin' nuts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, So, coffee's hot on the block right now, and -hmm. and your apartment is not, because it's cold as fuck. And the same same as mine. My place is cold, too. Uh, Then you have Michael down there, who it, it just can't get cold, so he goes ice skating and falls on his face. That's the coldest yeah. thing to be. Yeah, 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 dude. It was the rental. Yes.
2: I'm
3: really good.
0: <laughs> I'm really good, you guys.
2: Oh my god, I definitely have to you watch know that funny? movie tonight. You know what's funny about Mikey and like, cause I I've it's been a while since we skated together, but uh, I remember he, him, and both both of us were never the most mobile uh, players on the ice. But Mikey was, a, was playing forward. I could just kind of park my ass on, uh, on defense. And Mikey <laughs> would score um, from the slot. Like, any goal he ever got was because he was literally standing still after being out for too long, just standing <laughs> in the slot. And, like, we're playing bullshit men's league hockey. So, like, the puck just squirts out and, like, you know, someone falls and Mikey takes a two-handed chop at it and doesn't, doesn't lift it off the ice and scores probably eight, ten goals a season that way. Oh, all right. So you're a compiler. Yeah.
3: Uh, I, I modeled my game after Anders Lee. So just doing what the captain would do. Oh, yeah,
2: it would be yeah. Anders Lee if he was on, like, ketamine. <laughs> 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 That's great. That's great.
0: Well, all right. So now that we've gotten on to Hockey Talk and Mike's illustrious men's league career, mm-hmm. let's let's talk a little shot. Let's go around
3: the league. Let's go around okay. the
0: So the Washington Capitals just don't
2: lose?
3: Yeah, man, I don't
2: know. That's, like, I don't get it. Like, the Islanders have, like, a fucking historic year, and, like, it's great that they got the press coverage out of it, but also at the same time, like, Washington was pretty much matching them point for point very quietly and then, like, continued on once the Islanders, like, streak was over. So it was pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, I'm not um, too worried about where we're gonna end up at the end of the season because we're in the we're in the win two lose one, you know that like at, yes. at, at our very worst, and so and mm-hmm. that's kind of where I had us when not knowing when the streak was gonna be over, but that's kind of where I was gonna put them, or you know, there's 750 team, you know what I mean, and sure. you, know, you, you hit a bump, you we'll see what happens now. Letty's with Letty's injury and and all that, but I mean to be part. You know, are faced directly in the ass of fucking Washington after the seventeen game point streak where everybody and their mother is talking about you is like just so disheartening. But you have people be- behind you too. Uh yeah. so you're staving off staving? What
2: yeah, so that's, that's that's a word. Staving? That's funny. That, fun. that yeah. sounds good. That's like Jay- like Jason staving. Right? Yeah it's I think S T A V is the is the correct spelling for it. I'm a wordsmith.
0: All right, we'll move on. Uh I just wanna point out that I used a big word so I kinda of drop the conversation to po- have it you
2: know. No, it's okay. Uh
0: what's shaking out behind us, Bry? What do you see? I don't know, Philly or Pittsburgh. Who do you got there?
2: I think Pittsburgh is so banged up right now and they can't sustain I don't think they can sustain this pace for until the all-star break you know like they've been they've been they've been pretty good but there's no way malkin can carry this team that far like did they They had like Bugstags. bugestads hurt i don't know if crosby's back what his timeline is um who else is hurt on their squad like i feel like everybody's hurt even like i feel like a goaltenders is letang still playing is that like
0: because if he
2: is i'm pretty sure he's hurt too
0: if he, he's like playing while hurt, I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on there. They're
2: all fucking hurt, man. Like, I, I forget. I was listening to uh, NHL Network and they were saying, like, I'm talking about they had guys that were lugging 24 minutes of ice time consistently, like three or four of them out. So <laughs> they're like, they are depleted, but they're still, they're still playing well. You know, it's crazy. Philly, too, like, they're not like so much bitten by the injuries, but they have been playing fucking out of their mind, man. Like, that uh, that Carter Hart kid is uh, is a real deal,
0: real deal. Holyfield. and Carolina, um, my my arch, my personal arch nemesis. Ah, uh, yeah, Carolina yeah. Hurricanes. Mikey, what's going on with them,
3: dude? Did you see the other night the the little scrap between uh Thornton and Peter Morazic?
2: I can't... oh dude, he dropped get... him. It wasn't even a scrap.
3: But the best thing is like. I hate to say it and I hate to give credit to them, but the Carolina Hurricanes have some personality, at least.
2: Oh, hundred percent.
3: So they they drew like a chalk line of Peter Morazic on the ice.
2: Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. It was amazing.
3: <laughs> like that's so yeah. like
2: during their practice.
3: That's so yeah. freaking amazing. I'm not uh
0: am not one to to shit on people having fun consistently because I, you know, implore it. I just I don't know. There's like a, there there. It, I'm not saying that the, this is that was funny as shit. And like I don't know the mom like the. Do you see the mamba line the other day for their little storm surge celebration thing?
2: Yep. Yes. <laughs> Those I just don't know. Board. I don't know
0: how to feel about it. They, well, it, they just the the like to be so pre thought out is like all right, what are we focusing on here? Like, entertainment or, you know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to, like, allow your players to, like, have a little personality and be a little free and, like, whatever. It's another thing to, like, kind of, like, get them in a mentality where, like, every everything is super loose and you don't have to, like, think X's and O's. I don't know. I, I may sound like a curmudgeon, but I just... Yeah.
2: My, My only is- thing is that, like, there is something that, like okay so when you compare like their their sort of in in game experience to like Vegas Vegas has like a production that they put around the game which is like for the casual fan it's for the people that aren't hardcore hockey fans cuz they're not a hockey they're not a traditional hockey market same thing in Carolina except they don't have the money or like you know the uh, excitement around their team so they need to they need a way to engage people and that's fine The only thing that I don't like about it, and I'm like pretty much for it. The only thing I don't like about it is that like it sort of reminds me of something that like an ECHL team or Mm -hmm. like a would do on like a Thursday night to try and get four thousand people in the door. It's like I think it's a I think it's beneath them as a franchise because they like are proven winners. They have talent, they have depth. They have a they have like a they have a winning pedigree as far as I'm concerned like that being like the staple of your franchise and like the cornerstone of what people think about you is I think beneath that team as like a as like an NHL franchise not necessarily again like it's not I'm not like condemning the idea of it but like it's annoying because like people don't take them seriously and it might actually work to their advantage because they're so fucking goofy that people come in and like maybe don't take the team as seriously as they should. And like that team will bang you up. Like they are, they are not an easy team to play against.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's extremely well put. Cause that's exactly the way I feel like you would like, they're a good enough team to not need to be focused on doing celebrations after games. <laughs> like they just, uh, you know, I, I it, it feels, it feels a little forced. But you're right, I guess it does kind of work in like about how goofy they are. Um, I mean, I guess... Yeah, go for it. If
2: they, if they go on like a... Say they go on like an eight-game losing streak, right? Yeah. Yeah, so say you, say you go on a fucking... Like a just... You tank fucking eight games in a row, and then when you finally get one back, do you think that it it's going to be appropriate for you to do a fucking storm surge after you just dropped eight games in a row? Like, You're a professional hockey player. Like, that kind of, like, while you're winning, it's awesome. But, like, you know, all teams go on skids. So, like, what do you do then? Like, is that still going to be part of your program if you, like, are putting that kind of a product out on the ice for eight games? Like, I don't know. I I think that they're sort of in dangerous territory because, like, they said they were going to stop it and then they start doing it again.
0: They did say they were going to stop it, right? Yeah.
2: So, like, I don't know what they're they're going to fucking do. They did come out
0: and say, like, that... We're leaving that in the past, right? Okay, yeah. I thought I felt stupid because I'm like they're doing it, but yeah, yeah. I don't. And I
3: don't what mean. are they going to do when like the the thrill of the team? Because I know you you said it; it's not a hockey market, and like they're fair weather fans. So like if they go on an eight game losing streak, like you're saying, like the the building's going to be half empty too. So right doing a storm surge in front of 9000 people like that's ridiculous yeah. yeah that's like
2: that's that's a really bad look like that's a real bad look yeah exactly i'm glad they're having fun and like i'm glad that it it's like a, it's like a team thing and it's good for like you know the younger kids that like it gives them something to look forward to it's it's great but like from a purely hockey standpoint like you're sort of Playing with fire in a certain way, like they went, they went way deeper than anyone thought they were going to go last year. They look really good again this year, but like, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the bottom feeders of the of the the East, uh, Montreal's nipping at the heels. I don't know where they're going to end up. I think they're going to let down their fans.
3: Dude, I hate Toronto. to say it, though, but they, uh, they have our card. Like, that was
2: the yes, worst. Yeah, they have for a while.
0: There are teams that can just play us well. I mean, and we'll the get to it. Are
2: The same fucking way, and so are uh, the Hurricanes. Ah. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I, it's like, it's almost like the Premier teams were so good at beating because they're just like, okay, we're just going to play a team that's going to, like, buckle down, so I, I'm not going to change my offensive ways. And then every other team that has to scrap and fight for fucking wins they're playing a similar game, and it's you know it's not as because we throw. I mean, our best like our blowout games are against teams that are just like will make the careless pass in an Toronto, it, yeah, in an effort to score fifteen million points. We're 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 scoring off a of turnovers there? Yeah, it's the it's the teams that like are gonna sit back and try and catch you in a net the same way we do, but we struggle. I've said it a million times, like they're 5 on 5 is they're not like i don't know there's just no, there're no scoring chances when they're when they're on 5 on 5 which ironically enough is basically what pdo i guess uh is measuring i think predicted whatever but like you know what i mean like when they i never feel great when they have the puck like and they're moving around and a million shots go go on goal but nothing goes in like you know i don't yeah. know yeah it's just uh, when they let us play that game, it's it's a fucking problem.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like the the chip the chip and chase thing is like it's weird because I feel like the, there's there's this metric that I was reading that the Islanders are the number one team in the league for uh, giveaways during during sixty minutes, and uh, but it's funny because they also are the best team in the league at dumping the puck in and going and getting it back. So like their zone entry is never based on like it's usually never based on like a pass or like you know some sort of set play it's like someone either is wheeling in or they're dumping it in there's not like a they're not that type of team and like where you're going to where you're going to like create offense in that way yeah 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 and like you said like it's when when teams are playing responsibly you know re- re- defensively that they run into problems because good teams Read those plays, and they're easy to—they're easier to shut down if they know that that's what you're going to do. And if we don't have some sort of dynamic offense to like, you know, Barzal creates offense, and like, but he's kind of the only one that can that can do that on this squad. Like, besides Eberle, sometimes, and like, there's there's the odd forward here and there. You know, he's actually pretty good, uh, with doing that. And that I think about it, um, Clutterbuck. Every yes. time, every time he carries in, like he. There's always he always gets quality chances. Like I don't think he gets nearly enough credit for being uh, for 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 as good as he as he is.
0: Well, he can't he can't bury it, and he and, and he he's never on a line with somebody that that can that can bury it. And so right, you, don't, you know, it's either he's you know he he'll, he'll score on a on a shorty, but or you know or something. But I don't know, it's it's weird. And we talked about teams that we can beat. Uh, Toronto
2: oh yeah that feels so good still
0: what's going on what's going on with them I don't I don't know how to feel about them I'm kind of I don't love that everybody in the Islanders nation is just kind of like dancing on their grave because I don't think they're dead I think oh, that
2: no 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 no
0: I think this coaching change is gonna fucking be something here uh, I you know you saw what Johnny did when they right dropped Jack and pr- and brought up weight. Um, and there's no reason why these guys and it was well documented that Babcock was a fucking asshole. Right. Uh, and that there was a lot of differences in that locker room. So I'm wondering if it sparks something. Um, they're also in a very odd situation where they have guys that need to come off of long-term IR that would they're in such a cap squeeze that they actually have to fucking drop people off the active roster to do it. So, I mean, it's a weird, weird situation over there. Your thoughts?
2: Uh, so, there's a couple of things. Like, the Babcock thing was obviously a huge story, and definitely, you know, I don't think people have come out and said this, but, like, definitely made a huge impact on their salary cap, because guys were holding out because they probably didn't want to play for Mike Babcock. Like, there's no way that, a kid who's in his early twenties is going to take a team friendly deal playing for a guy where he gets treated like he doesn't know how to play hockey. Like it's just yeah. never going to happen. So I think Mike Babcock handcuffed this team for a long time. And there's also this culture of the type of player that Toronto embraces, like the Austin Matthews and like all of their super high end talent, which is, you know, clearly, clearly, Worlds above, like, most of the lineups in the NHL. But the fact that they can't put wins together and that they can't create, like, a consistent string of wins, or at least they haven't been able to this season, sort of tells you, like, they're missing leadership in the locker room. And that is, in my opinion, like, they sort of look like the Islanders did when Tavares was the captain. Like, there, there were flashes of, like, really good teams there but it was never consistent and they lacked identity they lacked leadership and they lacked consistency and like not to not to to do the thing about like the Tavares leadership qualities but like what else do you need to know there like he doesn't cut he doesn't he doesn't have a winning pedigree like he doesn't come unfortunately you know he didn't he wasn't his hockey career didn't start in a culture where winning was the norm and like, especially team winning is cause like he was the guy that was creating all the offense. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think that he should be the captain of that squad. Like I personally, I think that they should have given it to someone with, I don't know. I mean like just someone with more of a fucking coming from a culture where they know what it takes to win because clearly they tuned Mike Babcock out. And then the next person in line to try and, galvanize your players as your captain and he clearly wasn't getting it done like so what does that tell you
0: yeah i mean i don't know sad to say dude i just want to
3: comment on that take you had about babcock because that is so freaking smart and i haven't heard it like anywhere else like a lot of these young guys that were up for contracts didn't take team-friendly deals and it was probably like what you said how they just didn't really want to play for a mental case like that. And they just wanted the money at that point.
2: Yeah. And if, but that's the thing, it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to like, I mean, dude, what person in their right right mind would like not bend that team over the barrel? Because like, they were probably trying to force Kyle Dubas's and Brendan Shanahan's hand by by doing that like, there's no way that their agents weren't communicating that to like the front office. like weren't like, yeah, he's not going to sign because of Babcock. Like there's no way that those conversations didn't like, at least weren't hinted at. And cause you know, like Babcock had to fly to Arizona to like personally speak with Austin Matthews, uh, after last season to like try and get him on board with what they were trying to do there. You know what I mean? Cause like, I'm both of them they they clearly didn't get along clearly we're not on the same page and like Kyle Dubas was hand, handcuffed by Brendan Shanahan like that's like you know keeping him there cost that might have cost that team a couple of like a couple of Stanley Cup playoff appearances like I don't think that that team is a playoff team I don't I think they I think they're going to turn it around and I think they're probably going to be good for like 83 86 points but like is that going to be enough to because they're gonna face Boston
0: this year, no shot. You don't think so? I don't think eighty six is gonna get you in.
2: No, I'm saying like if, oh. if they were to if they were to squeeze in, they're gonna face Boston. Like there's, I they're think
0: they that not built to beat teams like Boston. Or no way. Even, and I even I'll even put us in the mix. Like th- their style of hockey is just not like what. Like, what's gonna happen when Chara, for the umpteenth time, comes down and just fucking bodies up like Nylander? Nothing. They're gonna fucking Nothing. skate away. You're not, like, you not, not, you're not throwing bodies around. Like, you're playing. You're playing the scared, and not scared, but you're just playing a game that's like, you know, it's hard to ignore, bro. When somebody throws a bow at you, like, it's fucking hard to restrain yourself to the point, like. You're you're off your game because it's fight yeah. or flight. You, know, you got to sit there and make the decision. Like, no, I have more important things to do. Like, now you're skating around thinking, like, fuck, man, like, I gotta try and and shoot this shoot this gap right here. This guy's gonna fucking crunch me again. Like, right. They just don't play the type of hockey that needs to be played when like push comes to shove.
2: No, you're a hundred percent right. And to add to that, like, even if even if they could string together wins consistently, like they're going to burn Frederick Anderson out so quickly that even if they do manage to squeak into the playoffs, they don't have a backup goaltender unless they make some sort of blockbuster trade that, like, I don't know how they're going to land somebody and still maintain a cap structure that, like, makes sense. But say they get into the playoffs and Frederick Anderson, like, all you have to do is get in Frederick Anderson's kitchen and, like, not run him, but, like, be physical with him, beat him up a little bit, get him off his game, and it's over. They have no one else to rely on. They don't have any fucking defense. So like, you're just gonna have you know, Marner and Nylander. Like, you're gonna win games eleven eleven to seven eleven. Like, that's not playoff hockey. That's not that's okay. not that's not NHL hockey. Like, it's just never gonna be that way. I I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. But may, maybe I'm totally wrong. And they and they, you know, you're gonna turn those those four offensive powerhouses into two into responsible two way players like. Tavares is the most responsible two-way player they have, and like even he is a fucking turnover machine. So like I don't know. And, and
0: he can't keep his can't keep his stick together. Mm. <laughs> mm. Bit of a problem. You're All right. right. Michael, Michael, we're gonna turn it over to your favorite side of the country for hockey, and that's the West Coast. Brian, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. But if I were to tell you, in the league of 31 teams, who is in 20th, 26th, and, sorry, I lost it, 29th place out of 31, so subjectively not good mm-hmm. place to be in, they would be who? 20,
2: 26, 29? Yes. Twenty, twenty-six, twenty-nine. All right. So Calgary's got to be twenty. Incorrect. Okay. Twenty-six.
0: Uh, they are neither.
2: I'm gonna. I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's a tough yeah. question. You got you. I think you gotta help me out.
0: It would be San Jose is twentieth.
2: Oh my At- god. Ew. Yeah.
0: yeah. Anaheim twenty-six.
2: That I could see.
0: And the Los Angeles Taylor Swifts. 29
2: yeah that is that is a tough you know what watching watching la play hockey is like it's kind of not it's they have some flashes where there's like oh yeah they're they're like a they're still like a modern team but like they're they're like playing in a different year you know what i mean like they look different they're all a little like they're all heavier you know what i mean like like Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't look like they are on par with the way this modern game is and like I don't know how they're gonna get there, especially with like some of the contracts that they have on the books too. Like I don't know, yeah. man. I mean like Drew Daddy looks good still. Uh who else do they have? But not um what is his name? I mean that's it. <laughs> it's Like what are we doing? Yeah, yeah? Don't they the Copitar? Copitar still. Kopitar, looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So Mike. Uh, if you could refresh my memory since the last time we spoke and we went on a three game trip out in Cali of those three teams, how many points did we walk away with
3: two, right? Or was it just one? No, it was one. 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 Yeah. That that's tough, man. When you just <laughs> throw, throw those two, uh, three bottom feeder teams at us. And then that's the, the worst road trip that we've taken this year was that Cali Terrible. trip. You know
2: what, though? I think that I think I think there's a few things to consider. Number one is that they were coming off this huge, huge stretch of playing that style of hockey and winning games in like pretty physical contests, pretty like close games. Like they had to really, really bust ass to keep that streak going. Mm -hmm. Then you throw in the travel, which like isn't necessarily an excuse, but it'll take it out of you. Like it'll definitely take a half a step away from you if you're like, you know, if you're tired and you're banged up, like you're going to feel that after being on a plane for six hours. And like, I think that, and rightfully so, that they probably collectively were like, you know what, let's take a little break here. They're not there. You know, these teams aren't in our, in our conference. They're not in our division. Like these aren't those four, those important four point games. Like maybe we can like let up a little bit and see, and see where it goes. And it didn't really work out for them, but I was kind of okay with it, just because, like, the if you're gonna lose, lose to teams that it doesn't matter in your conference or in your division. You know what and I mean? Like
0: far away from your fan base.
2: Yeah. So, like, you know, people aren't even seeing it. Like, they're you know, like it's like, yeah. I just stay up to one o'clock in the morning to watch some of these fucking games. Like, I, I don't need to see this. It's fine. Yeah. It's almost it's like not for a, me. It's almost like ah, uh, whatever yeah exactly yeah.
0: yeah i mean like at that point in time it was it was uh whatever and uh calgary is not by the way your calgary shade they are tied for the second wild card in the west
3: but that can yeah, be changing real quick man they just had to, to let their coach go with all the the racial allegations uh, and that. so right
0: dude. move hold on what is with and i'm just i'm gonna put it out there what is with old white guys apologizing and always including that they're apologizing for something they said a very long time ago like they always have to throw it in there you don't notice that like he apologized he's like for I'm apologizing for statements I made over a decade ago like dude that doesn't lessen the blow
2: it doesn't but I think that he's going to want a job in the NHL again or somewhere and and like if you don't apologize you're probably not going to get hired
0: No, no, no. no. I'm fine with the apology. My point is, is like the like how he said it. Like, why do people think that like like you're you're slipping something in there by saying like, oh, you know, it was a long, you know, you know, basically, I'm apologizing. I I don't understand why I said this a very long time ago, but I'm I'm apologizing now. Like, I don't know. I didn't love it.
2: Yeah, that this whole this this whole like culture shift in NHL is. I think it's like overall positive thing. I just hate reading about it. Like I'm, I'm pretty cause cause once all the big stories break and once all like the real stories break with these kind of events, you always get like the ancillary, like smaller stories that like, you know, the Mark Crawford thing, like, yeah. Okay. Like he was physically abusing players or whatever it was on the bench. Like that was bad. Uh, and then like, Further than that, like now people are calling out Mike Keenan, they're calling out uh, the Sutters, uh, they're calling out like all these other people. And I'm just like, okay, that's fine. But like most of these guys are pretty much irrelevant in today's NHL. Like we're we're sort of currently witnessing the last generation of those type of coaches, like NGMs for that matter. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's there's going to be a trend going forward in this league where everybody's younger it's gonna it's obviously trending towards like all the data and metrics pushing uh trade decisions and stuff like that. Like I think that what we're seeing is like a lot of growing pains with a sport that is sort of has always been on the outside of like the mainstream popularity and like now it's kind of this big viable business. And you know, whether we like it or not, these stories that broke in the context of like a Me Too movement or like some sort of social impact, like, they're gonna raise the profile of the NHL to, like, people that normally wouldn't pay attention to hockey. You know what I mean? So in some ways, it actually works for the league as this is all happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's it's almost, I don't know, slotting itself in, like you're saying, slotting itself in by kind of adapting a different culture or adapting to a more... I don't know. It, I, I'm trying to use the word. I, it's like because it's it's not it's not even tangible. Like, but I you can see it, but you don't. You can't even put put words to it. I don't know. Super deep, Ryburn.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, I'm like, I'm I'm a little stoned. so like, I kind of had time to like really get in there on that one. But I've been thinking about it a lot.
0: <laughs> it's existential in nature. <laughs> I'm move. I'm gonna... Kinda of stone right now. You're an animal. I love you. All I'm right, for let's talk about music. then.
3: Stony, yeah. Stone and hmm What uh?
0: What is EOTC up to?
2: Mm. Well, EOTC has sort of uh been on the on the back burner for a little bit. With, right. Um, what we're doing with uh, me and Ryan are doing Violent Joy. That's kind of been our like main thing for the past year and a half or so. Um, and that sort of project was born out of uh, us thinking we're going to go in and make an Envy record. And then kind of going in and being like, yeah, this is something kind of different for us, and we should probably call it something else, just because you know, Envy is its own thing, and we don't necessarily want to like confuse the, the two. So uh, all that being said, we had like this whole big body of work, and now what we're doing is um, getting ready to release our debut EP. Uh, in January of next year, which, uh, yeah, so probably about six weeks from now it'll be coming out. And then we have a whole bunch of other tunes that are going to comprise a full length, which doesn't have a release date, but it is uh, well on its way to being complete, Um, which is great. You know, there's a lot of music and a lot of stuff and uh, a lot of things we're going to be working on the next year that. uh, definitely is gonna be keeping me busy and then on the envy front um hmm, there's not too much I can say because there's mm-hmm. there's some there's some things that are bubbling
0: <laughs> oh, we love bubbles
2: there's things that are bubbling yeah. uh, there's a couple of uh, different scenarios necessary like I guess is the right word um that could come to fruition in a really fun way uh, but I can't say anything at all about who's who's involved and when it'll be because it might not happen. Um, Uh You know, dude, these things got a lot of moving parts, man. Like, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and like, we're very much an indie band and very much on our own with that. So like, you know, we don't have anybody helping us out. So it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of legwork to make something like this uh, happen. And so if it does, I'm going to be, Super fucking amped, because it's gonna be rad, um
0: and you sound like Jeff Bridges, like as the dude sitting on his couch, like mm-hmm. sm- smoking a joint, like the situation is very f-
2: a lot ooh, of ins and outs, man. there's a definitely a lot a lot of ins and outs
0: players to the for game, yeah, sure. yeah, 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 We won't make you go on about that, don't worry,
2: yeah, so there that's kind of what's going on musically, and like uh yeah, man, I've just been been keeping busy with that, writing more songs, uh. Just kind of getting into the groove here. I, I kind of do all my writing in the winter time, anyway, just because I'm inside a lot, and um, you know, that's that's where music tends to happen—is inside. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: so, so, can you tell us more about Violent Joy?
2: Um, dude, there's—I mean, it was funny because there's really not much to tell as of yet. Like, it's like I said, it's this project that came out of sessions that we thought were going to be for Envy and uh we put out a song over the summer uh we put out and then we put another one in the, in the early fall of this year and like kind of just let those speak for themselves as far as like pieces uh while we tried to figure out what we were going to do with the rest of this material and um that's kind of where we've been for like a while like we've just been you know compiling all of like the things you need nowadays for for releasing on the internet you know like video and photos and stuff like that to like keep a pretty consistent uh schedule of content out there and then um yeah man like that's kind of where we're at and like hopefully once this EP drops we'll be able to like really engage people a lot more about you know like our music cuz like as of right now there's only two songs out there people have been super receptive to them but uh you know there's definitely a lot more that we have to uh, to offer than that which uh, I'm super excited about
0: hmm. All right. yeah mike what kind of music are you putting out lately
3: uh no music. I can't even clap to oh. a beat, so it's it's hard. No music.
0: <laughs> no music. Alright, sorry, it's a bad joke. Uh Brian, you are so much more talented than the the two of us and so love hearing from you. Um Michael I tell Michael all the time. You, you can't be a, a talented musician like Brian Byrne if you don't put out the music that you make, and yet Mike just won't put out the music that he makes.
2: Wait a minute. You're making... Wait, Mikey, am I missing something here? I thought you guys were fucking around. What What are you doing? No, I Dude, am I'm, I am. I, you do oh, not good. want to hear that. Okay. okay. Yeah, fair enough. I, can't hold, can't hold enough. <laughs> I was kicked
3: out of fourth grade percussion because I couldn't okay. hold the beat, so... Not Dude, great.
0: You make skate on figure skates. You think he could make... It- mm-hmm. Was on a
2: mm-hmm.
0: guitar, yeah. That's
2: yeah. What I no, oh, but before before we wrap this up, I uh, mm-hmm. I gotta update you guys on my men's league. Oh, this season. Here we go. How we doing? All right. So, just to bring you guys up to speed. Right. Uh, we were playing in the the low low levels of midnight hockey out here on Long Island. We were in the E League. My my team, Prestige Worldwide. Shout out, oh. my boys, Prestige Worldwide. Yeah. The homies. Uh so we're playing in the E League and we won the, we, you know, we won the championship in the E League, which is like, you know, not much of an accomplishment, but it felt good. It feels good That's to win. Good. So We had we had we had two championships and and the league was like, you know what? You guys gotta move up to the D League. So it's like fuck boys, all right, we're moving up. And then we get into the D League and we are getting fucking smoked. We're getting Oh, dude, we're getting dummied right and left and uh not not great. No. So we started out this season zero and five, and that feels like shit. And recently, you know, over the past you know four or five weeks or so, we're we're putting together wins. We're coming back. We're playing as a team, moving mm-hmm. the puck around, cycling down low, not Getting giving up it. deep pucks in deep hundred fucking percent pucks buying in, buying into the system. Huge. And your and your boy here, I like. I'm gonna give myself a pat on the back because. We we put together a couple wins. Okay, I did bury a game winner. On <laughs> really nice one-time setup. Beautiful. Double P started the fire that we've currently that we're currently in the middle of, and we are one game away from making the playoffs. So the yeah, next game is, is huge. You're yeah. out of the hole.
0: I, I know. Keep, well, I don't know why. I haven't heard more about this as of late. Did you guys have to have a players only meeting?
2: You know what it was, dude? It was a lack of accountability in the locker room. Guys playing for themselves. Our goaltending was a little shaky. Sorry, Krager. My fault. But hey. it was a little shaky. This kid's hey. letting in fucking 65-foot blue line wrist shots. Uh, I'm not really sure what to do with that.
0: What like, are we...
2: What the fuck gotta, am I going to do with that?
0: You got to sit him and, turn him and, 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 and give him a, send the team a message.
2: But I'll tell you what. When he turns it on, kid's lights out. He is absolutely lights out. Like. He was having he was having bad puck luck. He was in his he was up in his head, and uh, yeah. and now he's been playing great. And uh, it's a pleasure to play in front of him because he is he is first of all he's a handsome devil too. He's a fucking oh. good looking kid. He's a rocket. Is yeah, a rocket. Man, 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 rocket. And then he's got these beautiful white pads on. He, oh. He's very very fluid in the crease. Like it's pleasure oh. pleasure to look at.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> and I I implore you all to be present for this next game. It's the game of the century for the D League. Wow, yeah. In hockey
2: D League. Right,
0: yep. And uh take I mean you could get probably get a ticket on Ticketmaster, uh StubHub. Mm-hmm. And we're we're still looking for ticket sponsorships for the event, but at at this point, you know, just be in the building, you know what yeah. I
2: mean? Go to yeah. the box office you want to avoid the uh, the fees.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And maybe we'll come tailgate. Yeah. Well, you can um, always
2: uh,
3: call up the ringer, Danber. He's uh, back in the neighborhood. A uh, little out-of-bank oh, situation.
2: I know. I haven't seen him in a while. I got to go, so go say hi to him. I miss Dan. Danber. Danber, if you hear me, buddy, I love you. Congratulations on the, uh, on the little one on the way, too. That's great news. Yeah,
3: congratulations on sex. Dude, oh, dude kid the kid finally thing.
2: had sex. It's unreal.
3: <laughs> yeah, congrats on the sex.
2: That's good. He's- Boys, I have, to, uh, I have to be off.
0: Oh no no no! Sorry. You don't end the you don't end the interview. I end the oh, interview. Okay, I'm just saying. All um, right, we're gonna wrap this up. Gotta go. Uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna be the one to wrap it up. It's wrapped up. All right. So Brian, <laughs> you, you, you can just get you can just get the fuck out of here.
2: I mean, I appreciate it, dude. E-O-G-C. Always, always a pleasure. Listen, always. go to, go follow at Violent Joy. We're dropping music in January. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys, Devin. I'm gonna see you soon because I live. I can literally see Oyster Bay Brewing from my window, so I'm going to probably have to come down there and hang out with you pretty soon.
0: I mean, what the
2: fuck, dude? What hey, give up? me a break, guy. Give me a break. I, yeah. I got to do things at my own pace.
0: I'm packing, I'm packing orders here till the fucking sundown, and you're just staring at me with a cup of coffee in your hand?
2: Oh, uh, Okay. All right. Any well, interview. yeah, this has been fun. Any
0: <laughs> I can't deal with it.
3: You disgusted me too much.
2: All right. Uh, got to go. Pleasure pleasure all mine I'll talk to you guys soon right. I'll
4: talk to you
2: love you man Bye. thanks love you too
4: Get it? that once we're on the sand defend and see take it in like I'm so swallowing I love it washed away under the waves under the waves don't let it fade The bruises where you used to be, but now I just wanna end under the waves. Under the wave. Don't let
1: it fade like it's in the.